everyone, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast. We certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica! Hey! What's good? What's happening? What's popping? How, how you, you feeling? feeling? <laughs> That's my line. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I just love how you say it. Uh, I'm feeling really good, um, but I'm also kind of disturbed. Why? First of all, I said that I was going to stay off social media for a while, but, you lied. but I lied because I kept seeing stuff on Yahoo about my cousin. Who? <laughs> I'm lying, y'all. She's not my cousin. But we have the say. same last name, but Nicole Murphy. Listen. How they show pictures of her kissing this married dude, and then she tried to low-key lie about it at first. I saw that. She said he was a family friend, but I'm trying to figure out what Bruh. family friend do you um, lock looks with, because I wish a female would. Her and my dude ain't gonna have no neck. But so. that's dumb. Like, you know paparazzi is around. So, and then why would she be messing with this married man? Like, Well, allegedly, she has a history of this, allegedly. <sighs> um, That's what the blogs are saying. But the one thing, there are a lot of things that bother me about this. But, like, one of the things that bothers me about this is, like, I feel like they always drag the woman, which, you know, Nicole played a part in. Yeah. But they need to drag this woman's husband. Yes. Because I feel like he is the one that took these vows to love her and to be with her and sit and in health and in good and bad and allegedly she has like a health condition like oh she my gosh. allegedly I don't know but like what they're saying and what I've heard and what I've read is that she gained the weight because of difficult pregnancies and he's had like two outside kids on her and all this other stuff so I feel like I need to drag him and it's so bad that she had to delete all of her social media I feel like where's this dude from I feel like I've seen him on something before he was like the person um I think he's like a producer or a director or something but whatever he did like one of the things he did was like training day he has like a good record of whatever he is like he's really good at it like well, he's that ain't all he training okay uh, <laughs> really not but I'm just so disappointed because I always, I mean, I don't know Nicole, but I just think she's beautiful. I think her kids are beautiful. She I love beautiful. her family. Yeah. And it's just like, girl, are you really, like, she to me is a bomb female as far as how she looks and how she, well, what I thought, how she carried herself. But it's like, that goes to show, like, you could be a fine female and you still have that low self-esteem that you're going to go mess with somebody where clearly you know he married. Even even if he said I'm not, girl, if that's a family friend, then you you probably was at the wedding. Yeah. Probably in the wedding. We don't know. And it just made me so mad that people were, like, dragging, like, his wife, like, talking about, like, how big she is and how he has the right to cheat on her and just all these other things. That's and I'm crazy. like, y'all sound dumb. There's no rights to cheating. Like, who no. says that? <laughs> like, I don't know. Dumb. Like, the whole situation just, like, makes me, like, so upset. It does. But on a positive note, yes, so my positive. parents recently came to visit me. Yay! And they just celebrated 30 years of marriage. Woo! So shout out to them. Shout out to y'all. Also, um, my mama told me to watch my language um, <laughs> on the podcast because y'all, my mama listened. And she got me all the way together one day <laughs> in the most nicest, polite way. And so I'm going to make sure... To the best of my ability, that I clean up my language. Well, that's good. What did y'all do when she came here? When both of them were here? You know, my dad, he really just kind of likes to do his own thing. So, like, me and my mom, we went shopping. We got my best friend's son something for his birthday. We hit, like, six or seven stores in, like, four or five hours. Wow. And then we went out to eat, and we was just kicking it and watching TV. Then we went to church on Sunday. And we just had a good old time. Like, my parents are my best friends. I love to get on my dad's nerves. My dad has a huge personality, <laughs> and he's a lot. 
Um, but no, we had a really amazing time. We had a great time. I always love, you know, having them here. And those are my little bit. Oh, my dad bought me some peaches and plums. <laughs> I know, because I have some. <laughs> and he bought Erica some, too. My mom personally separated yours for you. Thank you, mom. You be looking out because you know your girl. <laughs> you know your girl. Then my mom was eating some myself. I was like, hey, you eat Erica stuff, right? <laughs> Petty Betty. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know what? Speaking of parents, like, I know that both of us are really close to our parents. And you yeah. know the one person I really miss? Like, Who? I'm, like, attached to my mom at the hip. But she oh. is out of town. And it's like, even though we don't live together anymore, I still feel like even, yeah. I got separation anxiety. But she is gone to North Carolina for three weeks. Your mom is living her and best life and having her best hot wife summer. <laughs> the other day, she sends me a video of her at the TLC concert. Bruh. Mom, your, I ain't even going to this hill. Well, yet. But I'm like, I ain't even going. But your she, mom was living. Her, she was on the beach. Her and her best friend bought a, like, have rented out a beach house. And they're just living their best life. Hey, can we see your mom and your auntie, like, when we get home? I'm trying, because my mom is pushing 60, and she looks great. But Girl. I'm trying to live that life at 60. Listen. <laughs> Same. And also at 60, let's hope that we have our bays by then. Because um, so. the way it's going. <laughs> Speaking of babes, let's get into our dating and relationships. So, the question is, are you ready for this, Shelby? Yes, because I think we have a lot to say about this. Uh Uh-oh. Is there such thing as having it all, or are we asking for too much? Um, yes. I do think there is a thing as as having it all. And no, I don't think we're asking too much. I think you're asking the wrong person for too much. Boom. Bam. Next segment. Because <laughs> I think at the end of the day, like, whoever you're supposed to be with and whoever you are equally yoked to be with, like, they're going to rise up to be who you need them to be. But when you sit, like I said, I be making up names for people. But when you sit here and you expect Jerome to do all these things, and Jerome not built like that, Jerome not programmed like that, Jerome's not your purpose mate, he's going to say you're asking too much. And I think as women sometimes, we get with people or guys that we're not equally yoked with and we let them like really diminish our self-esteem and our self-worth and we let them put like all these negative things in our head and yeah. we think they were asking for too much no you're not this Jerome just ain't it that is so true like I don't even know what else I can add to that but I will say this has happened to me like even in college so yeah. like I was just saying I'm really close to my parents so my dad always taught me how quote-unquote a man should treat you and so when I take small what I see is a small thing like opening the door for me like just being chivalrous and and because my dad is to me and my mother and my brother is too so it's like that's what I've seen so it's like I've had a particular boyfriend at this time yeah he thought that that was doing too much or if I need to pull up to the gas station is he gonna get out and pump the gas I wasn't even asking you to pay for it at that point, which right. I should have been asking you to pay for it. But it's just those types of things. Like, if they're not used to a woman like you or the expectations that you have, yeah. then that's when they push back on you and make you yeah. feel like you want too much. And let's just define what too much is. Because everybody has a different definition of what is too much. Because I don't necessarily think it's too much. Like you said, it's just the wrong person. I agree. That can't handle your quote-unquote too much. Yeah. So, I don't, in my opinion, I don't ask for too much. In my opinion, I'm real simple. Me too. Just do the basics. That's right. all you got to do. If you can't do that, it's bye. So, what do you, like, what's your, like, like, not like every other woman, but like, what's Erica's definition of having it all? In a relationship, having it all? <laughs> 
Well, since your mama listening, um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, she grown and she had me, so there we go. No, having it all would be that we are spiritually connected. Yeah. Like, we are literally best friends. Like, we are connected to the point where, like, you know what I'm thinking and I know what you're thinking. You know what you're going to say before I, I know what you're going to say before you even say it. Yeah. Type of connection in that he really, really has my back. So, those things would be having it all to me and then also just the love the, yeah. the true care about me as a yeah. person it yeah. ain't gotta be oh you my girl so I care about you but when you're not I don't care about you yeah no it's like the just the genuineness of it yeah would to me be like having it all in a relationship and I'm not materialistic because yeah. I feel like that could all go away in a second it can. and then just because he has all these things doesn't make him a great man yeah so it's all about how you treat me and the character of the dude yeah so I feel like if you have all of that then to me that's me having it all like my man is the bomb yeah and I agree and I think those are really really simple things yeah like in the grand just things but I think that our society has normalized Netflix and chill so much and Netflix and normalized like on again off again and these toxic relationships to where when you do you know bring something so simple like that to the table it's like oh my gosh she tripping oh my gosh she asking for too much yeah and I think what a lot of people lack in today's society is they lack being like you said spiritually connected but they also like being mentally and emotionally connected yeah and I think that's one of the hugest problems of today's society because everybody's so so afraid of getting hurt that they don't open up to show you the real authentic selves and I feel like if you would open up and connect with people mentally and emotionally you can have everything that you just asked. Yes. But it takes doing that. You can't do it on the surface level. You have to do it on a deeper and emotional level. And and nobody, of course, nobody wants to get hurt. Right. But that's the risk that you take being with someone, being in a genuine relationship. Now, I'm not with the Netflix and chill when we're in the dating phase. Like, if we've yeah. been together for a couple of years, yeah, um, I'm tired. Let's go on here and watch a Netflix movie. I don't care. Yeah. But if you're trying to get to know me and you're yeah. trying to, we're trying to decide what we're doing here, like, yeah. how can you really get to know me if you if we never experience things together? I, I feel like it's important to have experiences with your mate. I ain't saying you got to go out here and spend all this money and take all these trips. Yeah. But at least doing something of interest to both of you. Yeah, I agree. Because how would you get to know the person if you don't do anything but sit in Netflix and quote-unquote chill? Yeah. And then that's how your emotions get tied up in it anyways, and then you think you like him, but you really don't. But it's because you just gave him whatever he wanted, and then now you're looking stupid. But I agree, and I saw this quote the other day, and it was like, if you take sex out of it, yeah. Like, we take it completely out of it. It was like, if you take physical activities, like, completely out of the equation, then, like, you might find that you don't have anything in common with this person or that y'all don't even connect on, yeah. you know, certain levels and different things like that. And I found that really interesting, just to piggyback off what you just said. And I think uh, the older or the more mature or whatever that I've gotten or more experiences I've had, I realized that that's what I desire most is the connection. Yeah. Like, I don't, if I can't talk to you and have a conversation with you. Yeah. If we're not interested in similar things, or even if he's interested in stuff I've never even heard of, but you are so passionate about that's, it and you can talk about okay. it, you can show me things. Like, that is cool with me. But yeah. if you can't and you just, it's obviously you just want one thing for me. Like, yeah. I'm over that. I, we've all been down that road. That's how a lot of us get in situationships. Listen. And I just don't want that for me. I agree. So. I agree with, like, everything you said. And I agree with what you said with, like, what having it all for you means. And my definition is pretty much 
very similar or almost exactly like yours is being like spiritually like connected with somebody like being able to grow in faith with someone having like a prayer partner having somebody um this may sound dramatic but like somebody to go to war with like over anything somebody that I can feel connected to mentally and emotionally somebody that I know that's gonna have my back regardless that I can talk to about anything you know what I mean yeah and then also somebody that wants to build a legacy somebody that wants to have a family somebody that wants to travel the world but somebody that no matter what no matter what, like, they still choose me, period. Yes. And I think for me, like, I found with dating, like, it's really, really hard. Not that it's really hard to date, but I find, like, for me, it's really hard for me to connect to people spiritually, and it's really hard for me to connect to people mentally and emotionally. Because if you can get me spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, you got me. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people don't take the time to do that, or they feel like it's too much work, which is okay is since. Because I feel like if you're my person, you're going to do that. Yeah. And that's going to be important to you. And I think that's why a lot of us are, quote unquote, scared to get into relationships because we're scared to get hurt. But I really think that we have not, a lot of us have not even healed from the past that has hurt us. Yeah. So when we get into a relationship, that's why we're scared. Because to me, if you have really healed your heart and really have moved yeah. on, you'll be open to True. loving again. Yeah. And, and also, so what do you think about? All of those things that you said and all the things that I said, yeah. do you think that that means we're being unrealistic? No, I don't think we're being unrealistic, but I think sometimes we're asking, this, okay, I hope this doesn't come out the wrong way. I feel like sometimes we're asking men that have never even been approached or expected to return that type of love or, love or emotion. Yeah. Like they don't know how. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's hard to ask somebody that doesn't know how to give what you want to give that. That's something that has to be learned. That's something that has to be taught. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's unrealistic. I think unrealistic is if you want your man to be six foot tall, have a six pack and be fine as all outdoors, but you look like a, a sack <laughs> of potato chips. <laughs> I think it's unrealistic if you want your man to have a full head of hair and you don't. Oh. I think it's unrealistic <laughs> if you want your man to have a six figure salary, but you make a one figure salary. <laughs> I feel like it's unrealistic if you don't bring to the table what your man brings to the table. I'm crying. That's unrealistic. Am I right or am I no, right? No, that's facts, even though I'm crying. <laughs> no, that's facts. Like, because, like, I've said this before, like, men do not want a bum female either. They don't. Like, females are like, I don't want no bum. Well, men don't either. They like, don't. give them something to work with. And, you know, we outnumber men. Yes. So... Yeah. I'm gonna need, like, if you want him to bring all this to the table, bring you it bring, yourself. Just like if my man work out, I guess I'm gonna have to get in the gym. Because, yes. listen, I would hate <laughs> to have to call you to ride out. <laughs> and so, I just think, all in all, like, whatever you want or whatever you desire, it's not too much. And I yeah. think we just get in these situations where they make you, they may make you feel that way, all yeah. because... They're not used to it. Yeah. That's not what they do. That's not what they've done before. It's yeah. the wrong person. Yeah. So if Jerome is making you feel bad, it's time for you to move on. And I think it all comes down to clear, consistent communication skills. Yeah. And I think if you have clearly and calmly communicated, you know, what you need and what you expect, or even just in being an example of what you want, like it's going to eventually break that barrier down. Mm-hmm. Like I was reading somewhere on, online and it, this girl was saying how like when she got with her dude or her husband now, like he was like her love language is quality time being touchy feely. That's not how he was, but mm-hmm. that's not, but he had never experienced anything like that. But once they got together and they fell in love and all that stuff, like he became what she needed Yeah, because she became what he needed. Yeah. And I think that just goes to show, like, even if 
you're not used to showing that type of affection or love or being emotional and different things like that connected for the right person you can learn how to do that because it's a process yeah if you really want want it that bad you'll learn and just like i know some females who have a great dude but they just treat him like because they've been hurt so many times they treat him like well no i don't want to do that i want to i don't want to go there with you girl listen if that man want to marry you marry that man listen (laughs) like what are we doing Meanwhile, so it's like we sitting here looking at each other. <laughs> so it's like I don't, I just don't ever want us as women to think we're asking for too much. That is, if you're actually not asking for, if too you're much. not, but don't be unrealistic. Don't get crazy. Just because he don't have a six pack, don't mean he ain't the one. Do you have a six pack? No. Well, we all do underneath. Is it visible? <laughs> do you see the lines? <laughs> is, it, is it obtainable? <laughs> Let's be realistic. Okay, can we move on? (laughs) So let's move on to our next segment, which is called The Journey. So this is where we talk about um, the journey along that we have done with All Things Melanin. Yeah. So the question is, Shelby, let's talk communication skills. How do we communicate effectively to one another and how do we go about it? Um do a really good job of communicating to each other and I think that for me I've learned that communication is key and I've learned especially in the past couple of weeks I've learned how important it is to communicate and even when you're not talking like your mannerisms and things you say and certain moves you make it's communication yeah and I've become more aware of how I communicate and how I say things and how things come across. So it all came from a conversation, you know, that we had a couple of weeks ago. And I think for me, just in you bring up communication things and things that you, you know, saw that I needed to improve on and that I was doing, it was really eye opening for me. So I think specifically after that conversation, I feel like our communication skills have been on point And I think I've learned that, you know, in communicating that it's really important to be objective. It's really important to hear each other out when we're talking, our reasoning. It's And even though, you know, we're communicating and we're hearing people out, we're always not going to agree. We're always not going to have the same point of view, the same outlook, or want the same things. But just in, in that's okay. But I think for me, us just telling each other how we're feeling and putting everything on the table and knowing when to let it go and when to, you know, push back, I think that's really important. I agree. I think um, the challenges of having a partnership is communication. Because if you're out here doing stuff by yourself, you, who are you communicating with? Yeah. So that's one of the challenges. And communication has taught me a lot about myself just in general. Same. Of how I communicate in general. Yeah. So... For me, um, my communication skill that was not so healthy, (laughs) not a healthy communication skill was to, I pick up on everything, but I don't address it. And then I hold it in. And then when something really just makes me upset or I'm not happy with something, then I just tend to explode. Like I've done that before, not to you, but I'm just saying I've done that before. And I just recognize that's not healthy. That's not a healthy way to do it because I don't, I don't want to be confrontational, but not yeah. every conversation is confrontational. I agree. So for me, when I have any any things I want to say, I yeah. just learn from just this partnership that 
it's okay to just express how you feel, but yeah, express it in a loving way. Yeah. In a way that the other person will receive it. Yeah. And in a way that both of you can move forward. Because yeah, not everything needs to be an argument. If we don't right. agree on something, we ain't got to argue about it. Yeah. If we, you know, it could be something, something that I've learned is like, Erica, if something is, needs to be said, you should say it. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be in a horrible way. Yeah. I and agree. don't hold it in because that ain't healthy for me. Yeah. I'm just stressed out the whole time. Yeah. So. And I agree. And Erica said something to me and it was really like. It was really good, and she was like, you know, to me, like, it's really important that, I'm paraphrasing what you said, she was, you were just basically like, you know, if the friendship isn't good, the business is going to suffer. Yeah. If the business isn't good, the friendship is going to suffer. And I think what helps us communicate effectively is that, first and foremost, we are really good friends. We talk almost every single day, and we talk about things from menial stuff to, like, really, really dumb. heavy stuff and oh. dumb stuff, yeah. you know, <laughs> just all that kind of stuff. And I think another thing that helps our communication skills is that, it doesn't matter what it is or how little it is. Like, we always run it by each other. I yeah. can send an email. I'm saying, Erica, can you check the email? Is it good? Do you like it? If you don't like it, change whatever you need to change about it. Yeah. And I think um, that has always kind of, like, solidified our communication skills. I think that in communicating, I think it's been maybe a little bit more of a challenge because we're coming up on year two and we are doing other things that require more time more energy more brain with yeah and that are kind of leveling up and we've really really had to be like brutally honest about our communication but also know okay this is not a big deal this is a big deal okay this is best and this is not best and I know for me particularly being an only child it's it hasn't, not that it's been difficult, but it's been eye-opening for me because I've never, ever really had to effectively communicate like this. But it's something that I needed, like you said, for me personally in all other areas of my life. I'm just getting the test in this season of my life. And I feel like it's really, even though we don't always agree or see eye to eye, like I feel like at the end of the day, it's still helping our communication. It's still making us better. Yeah, and... Another, like, challenge of a partnership is that besides that we're friends, of course, we care for each other. And also the business side of it, it's okay to be fair. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be friendly all the time. And what I mean by that is, like, okay, when it's time to make decisions on things, like, we don't need to put our feelings in it. Like, we both need to get out of our feelings and make the decision what's best for the brand or whatever we're doing. Yeah. So I think that that's been eye-opening for me because it's like, I don't need to sit in my Erica feelings. Like, what is best for what we're doing at this moment? Yeah. And just because we don't agree doesn't mean we're not friends anymore because she doesn't agree with what I'm saying. We're friends. So it's just, it's been a challenge for the both of us. But as you see, we both have been learning in our own way, in our own lives as as we communicate, because this is affecting me and other friendships too. Like I need to just address things when I feel that I need to address them, but in a proper way. Yeah. And it's okay. Like we're still going to be friends after. And so I think it's important that we hashed, you know, things out now, because like you said, as we go to year two, things are really going to blow up for us. I really feel that it is. And so if we continue to not communicate well yeah. or we don't say stuff or don't agree with and do all this strife, then our business is not going to flourish. Yeah, I agree. I definitely so. agree. And I will say, like, when Erica, you know, brought up whatever she brought up to me, like, I really, and I told her this, like, I really, really, like, respected, like, everything that she said. And I was really happy that she, you know, 
brought it up and I feel like at the end of the day, like it's one of the things like in the last couple of weeks, like we like we always communicate, but I feel like it's just been like on another level. And I feel like it's really, really helped our friendship and it's really, really helped our business. I do too. And I just feel like at the end of the day, like I always joke and I'd be like, God is the CEO, but no, for real, he's a CEO. And I just felt like he's letting yeah. us know like, hey, y'all need to stick together more than ever because the things you're going to have to face, you're going to have to be on each other's team. So it's like, yeah, let all the stuff out now yeah, because I'm about to take you to where you really going to have to deal with it. So. Yeah, I agree. So while we're on that, let's move on to our mentor moment. This is good, y'all. This is good. Okay, so I'm going to read this um, mentor moment where we just give our advice on a question that was emailed to us. So the question is, um, so it says, I have a lot going on in my life, building a career, maintaining a personal life, trying to get a brand off the ground. Your girl is tired. Besides all of that, I found myself sometimes distracted or easily put off course from a number of things I can't seem to shake. How can I overcome distractions to be more focused? Also, how can I successfully do everything I need to do but not to neglect any of the many things on my to-do list? That is a lot. First of all, <laughs> I, didn't, I feel like that last week. Um, <laughs> yeah. That is a lot. Um so the first part of the question, how can you overcome distractions? So I feel like at the end of the day, like you're always going to have something to do. Mm-hmm. We just live in a busy life, especially if you work a nine to five and you have other obligations, whether you have a family, whether you got a man or whether you're building a brand, like you're always going to have something to do. And yeah. there are always going to be distractions. And I want to put this out there. You're not always going to get everything done when you need to get it done. Yeah. But I think in order to overcome distractions, you have to decide what is important at this moment, what needs to get done now. Yeah. So I feel like in order to overcome the distractions, I would write down everything that you need to do and the importance that you need to get it done. And I would say set a date or a time frame to get that task done mm-hmm. and steadily knock things like steadily like knock things off your list I think if you stay stagnant and you worry about it you're never going to get over it but I feel like if you make moves to do what you need to do you will knock out the list like I said like just make time for the most important thing that you need to get off of your list and do what you can do at your job do what you can do at your brand do what you can do with your man do what you can do (laughs) do what you can do and everything else because if you're stressing about you know, what you need to do, you're not doing anything. Yeah, I think that a priority list is very important. I have that in my phone. I have that at work, like just a whole list. But I'm that type of person that works to where if I feel like I haven't accomplished anything, if I haven't accomplished everything. Yeah. Like you just said, you're just not going to get everything done. Like it's going to be there tomorrow and you don't have to face it tomorrow. I agree. So... But I think that it's important to, in a way to overcome distractions, there's, you could be easily distracted from whatever it is. Yeah. From just going outside, taking your trash out, you're distracted by somebody. Like, it's Listen. just, it's, distractions I'm, are everywhere is what yeah, I'm trying to say. I'm like a squirrel, so I get it. <laughs> so, I mean, traffic, that's a distraction. Like, everything. So, I think it's important to just, it's really helpful to, the little things, I would say. Like, how you spend your morning. If yes. you can have fifteen minutes of just silence, ten minutes of silence, hey, that of helps. quiet Let to me meditate, to just get your mind focused on the day and how you like how you want the day to go. Like those things really matter. Like just focusing on how you spend your morning. Because so, like I always tell y'all, like if I wake up at the last minute, I'm rushing to work, I'm stuck in traffic, I can't get to work, I'm late to work, I get to work, I'm I'm distracted by all these emails. Like it's just 
it's a never ending cycle. So yeah. I think to overcome distraction is just set your mind, like make time for your mind, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And so I think distractions really can't be avoided, but you can yeah. learn how to deal with them. Yes, I agree. Because you're always going to be distracted. That's the secret sauce. Learning yeah. how to deal with them in an effective way that works for your life. So the other part of this question is how can I successfully do everything I need to do but not neglect any of the many things on my to-do list? Just kind of piggybacking off what we just said, I really think it comes down to making things a priority and making a priority list. And I think being consistent and dedicated to getting the things done that you need to get done. Yeah. Um, I think it's really, really, really important to do them. Because at the end of the day, like, I feel like if you're persistent and you're consistent, you're going to get everything done that you need to get mm-hmm. done. And I feel like there are some days where you have the bandwidth to kill it every single day. Yeah. And I feel like there are some days you don't have the bandwidth to do it. But I feel like if you come up with a plan and you stick to it, it will become normalized. And you will find yourself knocking those things off of your list um, faster. I feel like a lot of times we get overwhelmed or we can't accomplish anything because we don't have a plan. Yeah. Listen, if it's not in my phone, it does not exist for me. <laughs> yeah. And that's tasks, that's calendar invites, and different things like that. So I think you really just have to come up with a plan that works for your life. And doing like Erica said, like having that time in your day that's just for you. Because you don't understand, like for me, like when I have just a little bit of me time or whatever, it allows me to be more effective in everything that I'm doing in my personal life, at my job, with our brand, and any personal projects that I do have. Yeah. And it, it comes down to productivity like how productive are you if Mm -hmm. you're just trying to do everything on your list but you really haven't got anything done at the end of the day that's not productive but if you try to knock out those two things on your list and you were able to get those done you were productive for the day but like I said if you're anything like me you feel like well I got about 10 things on the list but I only did two so I don't feel productive it's not true like that's another thing like we got to stop being so hard on ourselves thinking well we're not working hard enough or we didn't get this done so we failed for the day like all of that that is a distraction in itself. Yeah. Is what you're telling yourself about how you're handling things or how you're yeah. focused on things. I agree. And then using your time effectively. I feel like there is time to do what you really, really need to do. There have been times where I have woke up early, like and meditated and sent out emails or drafted up emails or wrote blog posts or did whatever. There have been times your girl has gone on her break and made calls. There have been times on my lunch where I have gone out and did what I need to do, had conference calls. So it's really just like I said about planning your day. Yes. Because you can get it done. And I think the other thing is, like, sometimes, because I really, so I really feel like you have to do things for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, hang out with your friends, have movie night, and do all those things. But, hopefully this is not counterproductive, what I'm about to say. <laughs> but, I feel like if there are certain things that you want to do in a certain lifestyle or job that you're going after, like, some sacrifices are going to have to be made. Yep. Like, maybe that means, like, you ain't kicking in with your girls at happy hour every single day. Yep. Maybe that means you're not going up and throwing, you're not going out and throwing it in a circle every Friday night. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm just saying, like, sometimes <laughs> you have to sacrifice time here yeah. from time elsewhere. Yeah. And, like, maybe that's sacrificing some time. Maybe that's saying, hey, two or three days out of the week, when I get off, it's going to be dedicated to this. Mm-hmm. So I think it also goes into, are you really, like, looking at your, the time that you have and using it effectively? Because I found when I took time out and I set it aside certain days and certain times to get things done, I was done with everything. Mm-hmm. Because I kind of, like, not that I sacrificed the time, but I made the time in that sacrifice. 
Yeah. And that'll help you from being so overwhelmed. Yeah. If you're like, oh my gosh, I got to get all these things done. Like if you just have your task list, you knock off two or three things after work or before work or whatever during yeah. lunch, then you'll, you'll, by the end of the week, you should have everything knocked off. Yeah. And get an accountability partner. I think the good thing about me, Erica, is like, we have each other to be held, to hold each other accountable. So get somebody that's going to hold you accountable and that's not going to back down. Yeah. That's not going to let you make excuses. Yeah. That's not going to be a puppet. <laughs> Back. <laughs> so, you guys, if you have a question that you want us to answer for our uh, mentor moment, um, send us an email at allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com. Yep. So, our next segment is words of encouragement. I love this section. Me too. So, the Bible verse reads, John thirteen seven. Jesus answered him. What I am doing, you do not understand now. But afterwards, you will understand. Lord, when is the after? Um, okay. <laughs> so when I hear this, or when I read this Bible verse, I'm going to try, try to keep it cute and short. Um, I really just understand, like, there have been, like, there have been times in my life and in my life now where things have occurred and I have not understood what Jesus was doing. But every time I didn't understand or I didn't get it or I was upset, like, there was a reason that God was doing it, whether he was building my character, whether he was building my stamina, whether he was protecting me, whether he was showing me or whether he was putting me in the right perspective. Like you have to understand that God is not new to this. He's true to this. Like he knows yeah. what he's doing. We don't know what we're doing. We don't. But we're not supposed to know what we're doing. Like he wants us to lean on him for his own understanding so that we can pray to him and we can go closer to him. And I just want you to know, like, wherever you are in your life, like, whether you feel like nobody gets it, whether you feel like nobody understands you, whether you feel like you're never going to get there, like, first and foremost, get all those negative thoughts out your head. Yes. Because you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Yep. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. Amen. And even if you are going through a storm right now, like, you have to understand, it's like, sometimes God sends a storm to clear your path. Yeah. Sometimes Sarah, Jim, Jerome, and everybody got to go. And the <laughs> only reason you're going to get rid of them is if you go through the storm. So I said all that to say that you may not understand what's happening in this season of your life, but I promise you, I promise you, you're going to see it by and by. I am in this exact, exact season. Same. I do same. not understand anything that is happening right now. And it's a battle for me it's a struggle for me it gets me sad it gets me depressed sometimes I worry all the time and it's not okay and and worrying does nothing but stress you out because what I have to keep reminding myself is yeah. that it's already done my life was already planned out okay. this is just a season of it so if God has already had has my life planned out to the end why am I worried about it in 2019 when I know it's going to be okay in 2020, 2021, and so forth. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's like, why do we feel like we have to understand what's going on? That means we don't have, if we need to understand, we don't have faith. Yeah. Like, we don't need to have faith to walk outside and breathe. We just have faith that oxygen is out there. You Listen. know what I'm saying? Like, we don't be like, oh, my God, I don't know if there's oxygen outside. Right. No, we know it's out there, so we're going to go outside. That's yeah. how we need to treat God and, like, his ability to do things for us. We don't have to understand. He's going to tell you what he wants you to know. Trust Listen. Me. Trust me. You better come on through, Pastor Erica. <laughs> I'm just saying. Listen, Erica had a word to get off, and all I can do is sip. I ain't got nothing I've, I've been through some experiences. So, it's like, when God says that, you don't understand now. It's like he knows. every Things that have happened to you in your past or things that will happen, it's not a surprise to him. It's a yeah. surprise to us. Listen. And when we pray to him, it's Ooh. not praying for him. It's praying for us. Like, it's Listen. praying yeah. to him 
for us, for our heart, for our faith, and for our growth in, in spirituality. So I don't understand why I always feel like, I know I'm not the only one, but I always feel like I got to understand what's going on. I think that's just human nature. Oh, I'm like, I'm like, Erica, you don't need to understand. You'll never understand. No, you won't. His ways are higher and bigger and everything than yours. So chill, bro. Chill. Okay, so on that, let's go on out in prayer. Okay, everybody, close your eyes and bow your head. And if you're driving, do not close your eyes. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we come to you as humble as we know how to thank you for each and every person that has assembled to listen to our podcast. We pray that whatever is on their mind and whatever that is ever on their heart, we pray that you would just give them a clear conscience about it. We pray that whatever season they are in in their life, we pray that you would. I pray we pray that they would trust you. We pray that they would lean on you, and we pray that they would call on you. We pray, Lord Jesus, is if if they are in a storm in their life right now, we pray that you would come to clear that storm and to give them clarity, to give them answers, and to let them know um, that everything is going to be okay. We come to you as humble as we know how, and we just pray, Lord Jesus, that you would watch over them, that you would keep them, and that you would allow them to have an a great remainder of the week. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.